one. Hi guys, welcome back to the Mel K Show. I have uh, two of the heroes that are actually going to probably save this country from, from the demise that we find ourselves in. Uh, they don't need any introduction. Patrick Byrne and Jovan Pulitzer are our modern justice league heroes. And I'm really grateful to have them here today to discuss the audit results, where we are and where we're going. So welcome gentlemen. Thank Great you. to be on Mel. Thank you. So um, let's start with you, Patrick. What, uh, where are you seeing this? What really happened on Friday? And uh, where are we going? What really happened on Friday is that we discovered the low reading comprehension level of our mainstream press is what happened on Friday. Because what most of us heard who tuned in and paid attention was we heard of a wildly illegal election where one million election files have been destroyed the day before they turned over the hard drives, where, 50, well, I'll walk through uh, uh, what was, so they destroyed a million files. What was left didn't reconcile. There were 255,000 ballots with no explanation or provenance, 280,000 ballots where the images were, where the alleged images that supported them were corrupted. There were 57,000 ballots that are clearly from the provenance are just illegal, including 17,000, which are simply photocopies. And there's no explanation how you could have one ballot just photocopied four times and all of them count as legitimate ballots. And, 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 and it goes on and on and 2,000 this and, all. and on, beyond all this, what looked like about 15 actual crimes, but where you can't document what the number is associated with it, and after all these things, you get down to, so the count is, you know, if you ignore all of that, Biden is still ahead 10,800. And the mainstream press, all they do is they say, well, the Maricopa result shows that Biden still won by 10,800. They leave out this whole stack of, you know, other than the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ballots that need to be explained. Uh, it's just hilarious. Jovan, do you know, do you want to amplify on that? I know. I think it's going nuts when people actually have the information in front of them and allow the media to manipulate their brain. It's like a story I told of a father and his young son says, hey, dad, my buddies are coming over. I need 15 bots. And so the dad hands them 12 $1 bill bills and three Monopoly $1 bills. And the son goes, wait, dad, this is just $12. He says, no, son, count it again. And so the son counts it again and says, wait, it's still 12 $1 bills and three Monopoly bills. And he says, son, that's a recount. I didn't tell you you could audit it. Right. Exactly. That's not right. That's what's going on. It's that and simple. The, what's going on is that simple to those of us who understand how these words are used with it. It's that simple. And they're just completely, the mainstream press and the establishment are completely trying to whitewash what came out, which is shocking. I mean, if you listen to that fellow from Cypher, that was, I mean, what he had to say just shows there's, I mean, there's absolutely no valid, there's no reason to believe we know anything about what happened because it's just some officials telling us and all the stuff that's supposed to back it up is gone. Hundreds of thousands of ballot images. I mean, by law, they have to be there. They're not there. Do right. you just count, the, you just count them anyway? 
uh, things like that. We have new precedents here that's been set in, in many ways too, Mel, that I want to point out that people need to understand. If we were to go back in time to Hillary's email, she would have just said, well, I didn't know I couldn't have my own email server. <laughs> the literal definition of fraud is the intentional act. That's the literal law, the intentional part of it. Many times politicians say, well, I didn't know, or it was just an accident, or it was just a, a bug in the system, a quirk. Here's what's interesting about what Patrick just said about those missing files. Basically, you need to understand not only the gone, but you need to understand this. Somebody realized that they were caught. Somebody got a programmer to write rules. It's called a program to write a program that would seek out, hunt and destroy those files. And then they had to execute it, see what it brought back and then allow it to delete the files. Now, not only did a programmer program it, someone gave them those rules and instructions and they ran that program three different times. Now they'll tell you they didn't update their software because it would violate their agreement and decertify the suit. However, they violated that well over a thousand times. And you know what they inserted into the election management system? Executable files. What are executable files? Programs. This was an intentional act. Oh, yeah. It's a clear cover up, a smash down, hackers call it. When you just go in after a, after a, you know, the crime, you just go in and change all the data, wipe everything down so nobody can reconstruct or, or anything. So it's clearly 100% proof that they have done that, that they, and all of which is illegal. And you can't go in and do this kind of stuff. And hundred percent proof that there's all kinds of, you know, elections aren't supposed to run where the county official says, well, here are the numbers. This is who won. And everyone walks away. You're supposed to be able to ask for backup. Well, they destroyed the backup. They destroyed the backup. So there's no way, you know, there's 284,000 ballots images are corrupted, which Joe Mom was wrestling with, and another 255,000. Just uh, what was the matter with like, oh, they're forensically doubtful in other ways. I mean, there's not, and all this matches up. Mel, you remember just two weeks ago, somebody finished doing a canvassing who came back and said, there's somewhere between 300,000 and 400,000 fake votes in Maricopa. Right. So it all kind of, however you get there, it all kind of, ending up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So Mel, let me show you a way that most people don't understand they hide this, but every voting machine technically captures a digital image of the ballot. Now it's not very high quality. It's about the quality of a 1980 fax, but they're supposed to be there. So when you're auditing an audit, you basically have what the machine says happened. You have the digital copy on the machine and the physical ballot. Go ahead, Patrick. May I interrupt that itself? sounds sketchy to me that you have an image of the ballot but it's the 1980s facts if we were still at the in a world where memory was expensive and we're we had to right. have not granular digital photos in order to conserve the space that each one took maybe you understand that maybe if we we're not you know 2004 calling and they want their <laughs> memory sticks back but you know, now there's no reason not to have super detailed, you know, highly granular images for every ballot. Would you agree, Jovan? Not at all. There's no reason for it. There's also no reason to neuter the image to take out the 265 shades of black. More importantly than that, the manuals say it scans them in at 300 DPI. Why do they put them out at 72 DPI if it's just 
only for nefarious activities covering their tracks. But go back to this. The machine's supposed to have a copy. So we have digital information that says this was the vote. We're supposed to have a visual, digital visual confirmation of, hey, here's the ballot. And then you have the physical ballot itself. Well, think of this one. We know machines can go wrong. And we also know ballots can be printed wrong. Imagine having both and you have questions about these ballots, but what you can't do is confirm this ballot that they're saying is real for this count. You can't confirm it on the machine. It's just magically corrupted. Right. Now, do we know about the down ballots? Because I've been telling people every county in this country should be audited because not just the Trump steal, but also of we the people's votes but also the sheriffs, the judges, the city council, all the down ballots are even more important on local levels. What, what do we know about the down ballots in this audit? Well, there's 12 in Maricopa that should be decertified. There's 12 elected officials in Maricopa County that have no reason to hold their jobs. Given what came out, there's no reason to think that they won those, those seats. Right. So there's 12 down ballot races, and it's Republicans too. Right. There are dirty Republicans involved in this, it really looks to me. Absolutely. I'll give you a good example, Mel, is if you were to look at these district supervisors, the board of supervisors, the very Republicans that have been saying this is a clown show to begin with. Well, let's take the chief clown they have there, Jack Sellers. Jack Sellers, if we look at his 137 precincts and we look at just how he treated provisionals, you know, hey, something's wrong with their ballot, but we're going to let you vote with a provisional. We'll decide if it sticks later. When you look at his precincts, In his precincts alone, two things I find really interesting. One, the way they treated provisionals and rejected them at almost a rate twice everybody else is suspicious. But in his district, it's where the most R districts finally flipped to a D. And his, what what he won is raised by maybe two or 300 votes. Right. He adjudicated out as, I'm not going to count them, that many provisionals. Wow. God, this is such a crime. So the big question is, who are they? Who is who is behind this? Because I saw Sidney Powell finally uh, put in her countersuit against Dominion, and it reads pretty uh, pretty much what you guys have been saying the whole time. All the stuff that Dominion denied could happen, and all the machine stuff, and that guy from uh, uh, Siza, All the all their lies have been exposed. Um, Sydney is fighting back against Dominion, but who who is really behind this? Because a lot of people need to go to prison. Well, I've become convinced it's much bigger than I originally started. I thought it was a small team of kind of a Leninist cadre in each state because I was aware of one in Georgia that we were tracking. But it's starting to look. Have you heard about the True the Vote work? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they bought $1.8 trillion cell phone pings, right. which are anonymized to some degree. The hedge funds now sort of can buy cell phone pings. They can't say that you know, my cell phone was somewhere, that gets anonymized, but they can buy a cell phone, they can look at the activity of, of Americans with a lot of granularity in order to make bets about economic trends and such. And so that somebody got all this cell phone stuff from Georgia and Arizona, it turns out there were 120, there were 200 people in Arizona who just drove around. I actually know where they met up and picked the ballots up, by the way, but some people were back filling out ballots and then they were picking up and driving around to ballot drop boxes and dropping off 30 at a time, wearing plastic gloves, mm-hmm. and putting third and driving to the next one. And this has all been not only captured on cell phone, 
pings, but all those ballot dropbacks had cameras that the public could interrogate the database. And these people have gone back and found the individuals who were engaged. And there were 200 people who were driving around, feeding in stacks of ballots to buy total crimes. Yeah. And they have the pictures of them all. They also have pictures. Jovan, remember, it got a big round of applause when uh, Cypher, Ben Cotton, talked about knowing who, who deleted the files. You want to share that one? Well, what you have is in Arizona, there were different uh, audits or counts or information going on time. Good thing there were some cameras running. Uh, but Ben exposed is when these nefarious programs were inserted in, they could actually see the individual doing it, got video footage confirming it, and know who the individual is. You have to understand something really interesting has happened here for the first time in history. I say even as horrible as this is, it's the greatest gift that's ever been given the American voter because their eyes are open. But taking off what Patrick said, just, just take uh, Atlanta, 245 operatives. Remember, in data, in paper, in everything, it's the patterns that reveal the nefarious actors. If you were to just take Fulton County, 245 operatives, right. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Running around with an average 25 to 30 mile route picking up ballots in between, going to regular stops to pick those up, dropping them in boxes. That is the epitome of an organized crime effort. Right. And now there is physical evidence showing it. Right. And we know that Stacey Abrams, uh, her temp agency hired a lot of people to uh, do this nefarious activity. And then there was also at every, every single one of these um, places where there's this egregious theft uh, also, Obama had an army he put together, he bragged about, of 30,000 uh, volunteers, him and LeBron James, to go and uh, monitor and do all this stuff for the election. So these people that are the, the useful idiots, basically, that are going around doing this, um, have, have any of these people been arrested or we just don't know or what? Because uh, they know who they are. We know that that Ruby Freeman, who we all saw on camera, no matter what the, the mainstream media was saying, cheating. Uh, we know about her and, and that, but I really don't see, I feel like there should be mass arrests. They all have to connect to the same group. Well, the hope for that is that Brnovich, the attorney general of Arizona, who wants to be, we've, we finally had one break our way. Most of these politicians are so weak. You know, Harry Truman said of an opponent, I could carve a better man out of a banana. And most of these politicians, I have to say, I even think this week there were some politicians on our side who just got weak in the knees and let us down in Arizona. They, they, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure being brought to water down these results. Right. Um, I think actually inappropriate pressure, frankly. Uh, like if somebody federal wanted to prosecute, they probably could get a crime out of it. But um, I, uh, so I think that they, uh, well, I'll, I'll stop there. I don't know. What, what, did you want to add anything about? I just think there's fear. Um, I think uh, you can get down to the two yard line and you can fumble unnecessarily. I think a lot of things happened in um, Maricopa that exerted to uh, putting undue pressure. Some things I think that, wow, how can they even allow that? That should be wrong. But at the same time, a lot of people were waiting for these results to come out. And it's emboldening people, too. If you've seen out of Detroit today, new audio was released of one of the poll workers 
training their people, explaining to them what we knew about provisional ballots, saying, you know what to do, just get it on a provisional and then just throw the damn thing away. There is more to come out and more to show on this. Every rule in the playbook was broken. Every trick ever used to rig elections and outcome was played, but now we have hard facts. And with hard facts, we can push even harder, but that comes to you. There's no army coming to save you folks, it's you. And so the question for me is, are you about ready to earn your citizenship? It's not breathing, it's not even just being here. In fact, you think your duty is to vote. No, now your duty is to protect your vote because they didn't treat everybody the same. Yeah, and fortunately it's something, normally when we get pushy on something, they have all these ways of getting us not to be pushy. Not on this. You have every right to be pushy on election integrity. If you don't have election integrity, everything else is a myth. Right. Want right. to be clear? And, and, the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say what's what's bizarre about all of this, and and I know Patrick, you've been working on the whole time, is you go back to the Hillary Clinton, the Russia Gate, all of that. It is the same people in in my my estimation. We we saw the uh, Mark Elias and uh, the Sussman. But uh, also Jake Sullivan, who's right now in the White House and a bunch of those people, they, this was a, this was all a plan because I saw that document that came out uh, probably like a year. You know, all these guys, these Luciferian nutcases, they do every they tell you what they're going to do. And they put out this thing. It was also this Mark Eisen, all the attorneys that worked with um, with Eric Holder and stuff. They put out something called the Transition Integrity Project, of course, using you know words that sound good like open society. And uh, they um, they put out a whole document about how they were going to steal the election. And then that's when well, all the main- There were only two, po- two possibilities. Either Trump runs a coup or we win. There was no other possibility that we were recognized. No. And the mainstream media not only ignored it, but they ran with it because uh, you guys both remember when they started a year prior saying Trump wasn't going to leave office. And everyone's like, what are they talking about? But that became the, the whole focus was when Trump loses, he's not going to leave office. It just, if you look back now, it seems absolutely ridiculous. This all Maybe was what up. they knew was they were going to steal it and they <laughs> needed to prophylactically spin any attempt he made to stay and expose what was going to happen to him. Exactly. What I predict coming next is probably the most important evidence of all. You know, we were continually lied to that these machines are not supposed to be connected to the internet. We now have proof in Maricopa that these machines, in fact, were connected to the internet and there were thousands and thousands of incursions. I think in very short order, you're gonna see an irrefutable report that is going to prove to you and prove once and for all, our elections were closely monitored minute by minute, second by second, remotely, so they understood where the numbers were so they could enact the end they want it to occur. Right, and everyone, everyone, has to remember that they shut down the, the all the all of the uh, voting centers. I mean, Atlanta, they they lied and said that there was a water main break and all of that. And it seems like that's when a lot of this nefarious stuff started happening. Well, it was many different things, even back in November before the election in Atlanta alone, just since you brought it up. Did you know that over 60 percent of their precincts they relocated? Do you know which precincts they relocated because of COVID? In the precincts where the more elderly people voted who tend to be conservative, they moved those precincts by miles, moved them away. So when most elderly folks who aren't going to stand there all day long to wait showed up, all of a sudden, nope, it's not at this precinct. They had to figure out where to go. They're not using their mobiles to get new directions. That's one simple hack, the movement hack, 
that they actually implemented in Fulton County, Georgia. There are so many of these across the country, how they did everything they could to do things like that. And, well, clever. I must have had some political scientists behind it. I do hear Kumar was, I think, finally sat in front of some lawyers and got deposed last week, but I don't know. I don't know any of the details other than it did not go well for him, is how it was described to me. But I've heard that Dominion's Eric Kumar got under oath and his his Berkeley smarty pants uh, attitude got to see what it's like to get deposed. Right, right. And we also have Mark Elias, obviously, uh, leaving Perkins Coie. They, they also are shutting down their political arm over there at that Clinton law firm. And uh, I feel like it's getting really hot. I see these people panicking. And, and to me, that that's a great sign. Because again, we can't have no justice here. I agree with Trump saying all the time, if we don't fix what just happened, we have no country. We have no future. It's we the have end of the republic. Right. Can, I picture a gravestone as I go to sleep every night, 1776 to 2021. Right. And what is that? 24, 25, so 245 years. That's the American Republic if we don't get this fixed. Right. I don't care what it is we care about. You got to care about election integrity. Without that, it's like the oxygen of the republic. It's, if we don't have, if we, there's no way you can have consent of the governed if the governed don't get to ex vote about what they consent to or don't consent to. Right. And, and by the way, folks, that's a key word. You need to remember election integrity. When you hear your politicians or legislators now coming out wanting election integrity, don't believe them. It is the word of the day that they're trying to basically put the flavor out there. You want election integrity? That comes down to you forcing them to execute on your will, and you must inspect what they're saying, not allow them to accept these platitudes and do it and just say, I'm for election integrity now. No way. Inspect it. You know, they say it, and then they all pour, well, a bunch of them pour cold water that lets you know they're just seizing it as a term they don't really they're not doing anything for it there's a great word from ancient hebrew i walked through this the other day shibboleth and it, what it really means is like the husk on a piece of corn or something but it was a word that only some jews some Israel, israelites could pronounce and others couldn't depending on what part of ancient Israel. so they can't they, the story in the bible is that guards at one camp would have as the people approach they had to pronounce that word and if they couldn't pronounce it correctly then they knew they weren't of that tribe so but what should so what shibboleth came to mean is a very easy test to distinguish with someone's really your friend or they're really your foe and we now have it clearer than i've ever had in my entire life election integrity and any politician who even wants to talk to me has to be teeth toes and fingernails fighting for election integrity anybody who just is like one of these rhinos from Arizona with a bunch of pablum. Oh, well, of course we believe in this and we can't do this and we must be careful. And maybe someday we'll do a committee that's going to investigate and provide some recommendations to some legislators to look at and consider. That's not, you know, and yeah, I'm for election integrity. There's a whole bunch of those guys. Right. We don't want them. If they can't describe what it takes to ensure election integrity, if they can't describe everything that happened in Arizona and how it happened and why it's wrong, they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to election integrity. Right. You're right. right. And we better, we got a really easy election this time. I got, I don't give, I mean, this, I've never been so clear. All you have to do to vote, figure out who to vote for in every race and every place is where do, do they fight for election integrity? 
If so, yes. If they don't fight for it, and 82% are not, they're wimpy politicians, get rid of them. Right. I don't care how long you know them. I don't care how austere and like your grandfather and senatorial they are and all that. Get rid of them. They're the rhinos. They're the, they're the enemy. They're the waste. They're the bureaucracy. They're the swamp. Right. So the only people you should be supporting as we come into the next election one here are the people who are really part of this election integrity movement. And Jovan's right. There are now Republicans out there getting and trying to pretend that they're part of this. And they're, right. and you ask them any questions and they're, they're always like, well, I am for election integrity. And, but by that, I mean, and then there's a bunch of bureaucratic stuff. Right. I want to flush the party of that type of effluent. Yeah. That, you know, this this is our cycle. And I think, look, I can understand the left. I can understand that the left sometimes will justify uh, rigging an election to basically get what they want. What I can't justify is people claiming they're conservatives, claiming they're patriots, claiming they're for us and integrity, but yet they let it happen. That is the ugliest, nastiest, ickiest type of traitor there is even worse than the left. I understand them. I don't un understand these rhinos. Right. And also, uh, it, it appears, though, to me, as I've been looking at all of this, that uh, the whole left Democratic Republican battle that goes on every every election year is basically a show because how long this yeah. has been going on a very long time. So that means that they've been cheating on these elections for decades and letting the American people think that we have a vote when we actually have not had a vote. Our first mail-in fraud uh, occurred in the United States during the second term of Abraham Lincoln. Wow. Our first computer fraud where everybody knew it and everybody knew something was wrong and could see votes were swapped and the media colluded to shut it down was in 1970 in Miami-Dade. This has been around a long, long time. What's the solution? I think right now we got to go to paper-only ballots right now. I think that there are, is a solution based in blockchain. And full disclosure, some years ago, at a, when I was working at Overstock, I funded a company that did blockchain voting. I've got no interest in it, no economic interest. I walked away from all of that a couple of years ago. So there is a technical way that you could do it that'd be super quick, good called blockchain and, and a blockchain voting system. But I don't know if the tech's ready there. And I think what we need to do is go backwards and go to paper only return to 1990 like right. that all of this is corruptible anything you know they say in the world of computer science anything that has a power cord can be hacked and it's true there are hacks that now come through the electrical grid and into your whatever so anyone who's telling you this stuff can't be any that somebody can't be hacked this talking was had anyway and as we now know for sure after hearing the ben cotton from cypher on friday this these these systems are particularly Porous. Right. They're really very weak. They've never had any sort of competitive stuff on them. They're very weak from a security point of view, the election systems. Yeah. That's and why they can that's why they can sell the states a $621 Dell computer as what they run the election on, but they get to charge $16,775 for it. It's right. a racket that needs to be burned down from the top to the bottom. Right. Well, I had uh, one of my my strikes on YouTube before I got totally axed in January was a uh, I had footage from that somebody had sent me of these, um, I think it was called SF uh, shipping from China, these big envelopes of the shipping company that's like their FedEx over there that could only have come from China, opening them up, pictures in Detroit and in um, and Georgia. 
So how much of this is foreign interference? I mean, in collusion with, with um, some real enemy combatants in DC, but how much of this is foreign? Well, we'll know if they, if and when the attorney general gets the routers out of Maricopa. Yeah. Because it's going to uh, come down to that one man. He has proof now. He's got to prove he's an attorney general. He has to prove he's not just a, a meat puppet hanging around out there. And the people have to hold him accountable. And just remember, folks, you don't have to be just in Arizona and Maricopa to demand this guy pay attention to it. Because I'm telling you right now, if this is accepted, Arizonans must realize they now live in a slave state. They put a whole fence around the thing. They'll control everything in your life. If you don't want that coming to your state, you need to support Arizona and you need to hammer that AG as well, because that's the domino ready to fall. Right. And they have to people have to go back and look at the 10th Amendment and what we're saying about this and also um, our constitutional republic. We've been uh, at least a couple generations have been brainwashed to think that this is a democracy. We're watching um, uh, Pelosi and all them try to pass this egregious uh voting bill that would make uh, all voting uh, federal, which is insane. And uh, they're trying to take away the sovereignty of the nations and uh, of the nations of the states. And people aren't getting it. And I think the only way back is to take back the sovereignty of the states and get D.C. out of them. Well, I mean, they're also trying to they're trying to change the voting, change the electorate through a 25, make 25 million undocumented Democratic voters into right. documented Democratic voters and change the Supreme Court so they'll sprinkle holy water on the whole pig's breakfast. So they're trying, to, so that counts as a coup. They're coming in, they right. came in, clearly this was all manipulated, this was rigged. They've come in with three major things they want to change. And the only explanation for why they need to change all those is if you change those three, the coup goes from being a one-time thing that they won't be able to repeat in two years to being something that's perpetual. Yeah. People have to realize this uh, out there. We, the people, you know, I, I joke that you guys are like the, the Justice League, uh, like these superheroes out there. You're each such a character and put yourselves on the line. But the skin in the game is the big issue. It can't be sitting around anymore. People have to realize, like we just said earlier, the down ballots in their own area are what's wrong with their with their country, with their state, with their local community. Who's running it? I keep telling people, look at who's behind the people that are running because we know that the sheriff in Maricopa County is a, a Soros pick, you know, and we've got these, 30 but... Republican congressmen who the math. So we're in touch with some mathematicians, government mathematicians and scientists who've been studying this beautifully for years and they have their own methods. And from their own methods, it looks like there's the Republicans should have about 30 more seats in the house and five or six more Senate seats. Right. So we, and of course, the White House. So, and I don't really identify as Republican. I guess I'm Republican curious at this point. I'm not being <laughs> Democrat, but I'm uh, I'm small L libertarian. But they, you know, we we have a much different country. I believe than the country we just elected, and that's because the fix is in. And what's happened was I think they reached the point where they had to went, go for broke. I think they were hoping to wait five or ten more years, pick off this seat and that seat and the other seat. Remember how a couple of years ago in Orange County, suddenly this very red area elected a bunch of, you know, yeah. Maoists or something. Yeah. That's that. This is going on around the country. I think that we they heard their game plan a bit. And we have one more election to break this. And if we don't break it, we go through a, a tipping point where we have a goon society being run by goons 
for the benefit of goons and government of the goons will never perish from the earth. And there's no way to change it because anytime you go to try to vote something new, the goons are run all the elections precincts and everything. So you can never crawl your way out of it. And just like Venezuela, where there's now starvation and cannibalism, and you know, lo and behold, they keep electing the same party. Hmm. Yeah. That's odd. Well, yeah, the election in Canada. Are you kidding me? Then we I, I had an old email that came to me from somebody in Germany that's saying that they're cheap. And the craziest part is that's another thing people have to realize. It's not just America. And it's the same people that are behind it all. All of these Peru. countries. It's going all over. There have been left wing, there have been left wing elect, election, left wing victories in elections over the last year, where it all looked like what happened in Georgia on January 5th. It's all, you know, they're behind and oh, what do you know? There's a little catch up at the end and they get over. It seems to be happening all over the world. Yep. Yep. And it's it's also I when I look into these things as you see it happen, even in Myanmar, but uh, you just said Peru, oh. Colombia, they're going to try to pull it in Brazil, all that. You really have, if you if you go to the bottom, like where it's really coming from, you will find this color revolution playbook that they played out on us this time. And people really need to look that up. Uh, George Soros, I believe all his NGOs need to be shut down and audited because what's really happening is the open society goes into these countries and foments Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ and all of this stuff and hatred among, among the amongst the people so they don't look at what's really going on and then next thing and they all have these crazy names that sound good and then next thing you know it um they're they're kicking out under the guise of responsibilities to protect uh, or whatever un thing they use and they throw over the government they pop in a george soros puppet they uh bring in the central bank to repair the damage they did which is the same people and then next thing you know uh it's ukraine uh, where they're they're basically running NATO out of Ukraine. NATO to me is the UN government, UN military. And all these people are the same all over the world. And uh, it, it connects back to Soros, but also all that money from Zuckerberg, $500 million he put into our election. What is, what? And, and so uh, that's another side of this, you guys. What's with the money in the elections? Well, I think this has to be taken out of the mix. There's a certain point of view that is shared by different groups of elites. There's the New York financial elite. There's the Silicon Valley fascist elite. There's the CCP elite. And they all share a basic worldview that a small number of people should make the decisions for everybody else, which you and I see as tyranny, but Americans have gotten so badly educated, they don't understand. There's this whole left-wing movement called social justice is effectively what we need to do is centralize, break the constitution, centralize a whole bunch of power in the government to do things that it's not constitutionally allowed to do. And then we'll have the government do really good things, good things that we all feel good about. Well, okay, let's go back to the first part of that. They first wanna break the constitution to have an unlimited government. That's a really bad idea to anybody who's had any sort of real education, classical education about what history actually looks like. It's a really bad idea. But they want to do that because they actually learn nothing. I've been to school and taught it in schools and universities with these kinds of people. I tell you, they know absolutely nothing. Don't let their garbage, their verbiage impress you, their jargon. They're the worst students. They're the guys who couldn't follow, they're generally female. They couldn't actually participate in any rigorous philosophy. So they adopted this mamby-pamby uh, intersectional stuff. That's, even even Chomsky, you know, who's a renowned leftist, I heard him about a year ago asked about this, and he said, "What a fake education it is! This stuff right. that they learn, 
there's no scientific rigor, there's no predictability, there's no falsifiable, it's just garbage, it's ideology. And you can learn it in five minutes. So a lot of people go to college and go 200,000 in debt to memorize yeah. this, you know. Well, that's that's what's taken over. It's those kinds of people, it's, it's bad philosophy, bad history, bad economics, fake history. And that's what's what they're, but this is very much in their playbook. Yeah, by design. Um, they, they, you know, I, I talk a lot about, um, about Nazi Germany and it was 25 years till they were getting people into the camps of planning and, and of the communist party and of the movements. And one of the big things they did in the beginning was kicked out all the, um, the university professors and teachers and anyone, journalists, anyone that was going against the Nazi narrative. And, and in my opinion, I keep saying lately, like maybe Germany lost, but the Nazis won because they came to America and reestablished the Fourth Reich here under the UN. And then we had, you, you guys remember, about 20 years ago, we had Bill Gates going around giving computers out under the guise of being a philanthropist, which we know he's not, and then instituting Common Core, which really goes back to UNESCO, which is the One World Education. So it's been the, the, the dumbing down, dumbing down, and, and to such a degree, like you just said, Patrick, which is really important, that they've rewritten history so it's, you can't even find it. And, and like, we are gonna have to have an army on the other side of people going back and correcting the record and, and going through these books and going through these universities because it's coming from the very top. And basically they're communists. They, they, they're they, they they're rewriting everything. Absolutely, right. they're rewriting everything. So young, young kids don't know, they're not teaching history. So our children know we've done this before. We've dealt with this beast before and we can win against these beast and you're right it is the dumbing down we we live in a fascinating time in history where we can through our machines our internet we can reach out if you want to go to yale or oxford you can go take free course and you can study stuff you've never been able to study before right. but at the same time the great knowledge has been here everybody's been pushed down to 145 character mindscape it is mind-numbing yeah. it is it is yeah and that's that's the hardest part i even went to nyu and now i look back and Every I, I know one professor being persecuted, but every professor I had is gone. They they really they purged them there for sure. Even ones that had um, tenure, they they resigned or whatever. It's also that side too. People taking personal responsibility for what's going on in their institutions. And anytime I know, people, go ahead. I know college professors who tell me it's horrible. One of them is a good friend at an Ivy League institution, and he just goes on and on about what a horrible experience it is. You're always worried about saying, you yeah. know, if someone comes in late, tell them to leave it, you know, and oh, what do you, how do you know to him? Isn't that cis heteronormative? And you get written up by the dean, you gotta, who would wanna, you know, who wants to hang out and make 47 grand a year or something as a history professor putting up with, yeah, when I went to college, I mean, we all wanted to make the world better. Right. But I think our common assumption was we went to college, we were gonna learn a whole lot and figure out how to make the world a better place. Right. We didn't go in with this attitude of we already knew everything, and there are these just these adults getting in the way. In fact, these folks, I can't even, I can't even spend time with. I used to teach in college and stuff. I can't even spend time with them now. They're so intellectually. Yes. Now, now you go to college to be handed a manual that somebody else thinks of how the world should be operated. And the kicker of all, you were going to pay 200 grand to have your mind mush and be in debt most of your adult life to accept their propaganda and to go push it for them. That's a pretty cushy job. Right. You know, and all these, 
all these schools have billions of dollars. The amount of money I saw that NYU has, including owning uh, half of New York City real estate. And then on top of that, uh, all these schools, they have so much money. And it appears that our government is still giving them more money. So these are these are money laundering situations at all of these colleges at the very top. And uh, yeah, I don't know. If I had kids, I, I don't I would probably discourage them from, go, from going to when college. We, when we live in a world where Chelsea Clinton can get a million dollars speaking engagement fee at a university, it becomes very apparent it is a money laundering operation. Right. Right. To our own demise. I had this kid, it's 20 year old, 26 year old kid trying to tell me how the Communist Manifesto is much better for our country. He's in an Ivy League school in New York City. And, uh, you know, and I just sat there like, my, I can't I can't believe what I'm hearing. And he's giving me the arguments. And I'm thinking that's every argument that caused hundreds of millions of deaths. And, the, and they're being taught at Columbia that uh, Mao and Stalin had the right idea. They are. And it's true. And people. Oh, they're so historically uneducated. I'm actually involved in other issues, in an issue that, well, it just is striking to me how little actual American history, even people who are involved in, say, the BLM movement, their understanding of slavery is really quite, and that's something I happen to know quite a fair bit about and studied the economics and history of quite intensely, you know, decades ago. So I can have a real conversation with you know, people who, they don't know anything. The people who are the activists don't actually seem to know anything. Right. Now, the 1619 Project had to write a retraction, they wrote a 500 word retraction about the central claim of it was wrong. They had to admit it was wrong. Right. Professional historians came out and said, and yet it went on to win the Pulitzer Prize and is now part of you know, state school curriculum. They had to write a retraction acknowledging that the central claim of it was incorrect. Right. So it's bad history. It's ideology. What we're we're having. I lived through this. I lived in communist China. This is ideology. So much ideology driven rather than truth driven. Right. And behind that Black Lives Matter, I found out when I was doing research on this stuff, um, the Black Congressional Caucus, you know, Maxine Water and her pals, they actually send from traditionally black colleges every year a group of students to go study Marxism in China with the CCP. And uh, that is that is where all these people that then came back and started Black Lives Matter, they say that they're trained Marxists. They're trained Marxists in China. And, and, and that that still goes on. And then these people, that's really who started um, Black Lives Matter. And then they you get be a trained Marxist. I can make you a trained Marxist in five seconds. There's two kinds of people in the world, fools and knaves. And our job, we the anointed are here to protect the fools from the knaves. That's it. That's all. If you can remember that. Now, whatever situation you're in, you just you, you got to change that you swap things out. And such. But their whole worldview is there are these bad guys exploiting these, the massive innocent who need us to step in. And if only we run things and do all this stuff, we can make it a better world. And it only looks like we're doing all these immoral things and cheating. But in the hard long run goal is we're going to make things good and therefore it's OK. You know, when you let, just look at Maxine Waters, I, I just laugh. I, I don't know what her accomplishments are, but I do know one thing I know about her is she is the living embodiment of an air gapped network. And I'm only talking the difference between her left and right ear, but it's very apparent that she's the living embodiment of an air gapped network. And they never go anywhere. And, and I have to tell you also, that's the other thing. We need term limits. We need to go back to just the Constitution. All of these 
groups that TSA, the NSA, HHS, they're all unconstitutional and unnecessary. And the other thing is we got to, our sheriffs actually have so much power that they don't use. We really need to start thinking about that more and more. I see the only option and I'll ask you guys and then we'll wrap up. For me, the only option is to just go back to the founding fathers and, you know, people read the Federalist Papers and all of that. You're going to see these guys. Yeah, these guys are in the same place. All that's constitutional is the executive, the president, and vice president and their cabinet, the Supreme Court and the military. And then on top of that, the 535 representatives of the individual sovereign states. Everything else is false, is, is, is honestly to keep us enslaved, the American people. Yeah, they've been chipping away for 100 years at the safeguards that protected us. And they've, I think they've, you know, we're, <laughs> pardon me. Sneeze we have a great truth. opportunity here because we caught that all at once. And when we pull off, you know, they came up there. I feel like I'm in a bar fight. I was just sitting there and minding my own business, having a beer. A guy I didn't know kind of came up and smashed me in the head. Yeah, he got the drop on me, hit the ground. He thought I was out or he thought I was going to finish him off. I think I surprised him by getting up. And now he understands he's in a fight. And now it's going to be real interesting. But he, he wasn't planning on this. He wasn't planning on this. We and I'm speaking metaphorically, we really don't want any violence. I, I think that we can show how we're the exceptional country by getting out of this, not only by being one of the few to defeat it, we can defeat it without firing a shot if we're intelligent about it. Right. And Jovan, let's wrap it up with you. What, um, what do you want to tell the people about what they should be doing right now? I think what's uh, interesting to understand for the people is you had a media industry that literally spent hundreds of billions of dollars of media airtime telling you Orange Man was bad. And the system went along with it. And even with all of that trash media trying to convince you you were wrong, you put the man in office, and now you're exposing election fraud. That tells you the one most important thing you need to understand, you're the one with the power. Their billions cannot overcome you becoming an ICANN, not a Republican, become an ICANN. You're it, activate, email, call, and learn how this works because you are the most dangerous weapon we have. You actually are, and you're the one that they can't take away. Right. You, the folks sitting at home saying, how do I help, how do I help? Just staying alert and spreading things through social media and sending things to journalists and editors and spreading, 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 bypassing their captured algorithms. That's how you actually can help. I mean, it, you know, you can sit at home in your mommy's basement. I call it the pajama hadeen. It's like being a, a mujahideen, but you get to do it at home in your mommy's basement in your pajamas. <laughs> Getting online and spreading. Everybody has hundreds, if not thousands of contacts. When you see good facts and good stories come out, make sure you are spreading them. Right. And, and you have to understand how simple it is. You know that dude on MSNBC that regularly attacks Patrick and me? What's his name? Uh, Rachel Maddow. On his show, right, you have to understand if he's hitting stride with his numbers, he's maybe hitting 90,000 right. people, 60,000 people. Right. Just 1,000 people watching this with 60 contacts across that you shared it. You just kicked his show to the curb, and he's a network show. We have the power. We do. I was on a show the other night with 100,000 people watching, and on one 
channel on the internet and who knows how many others. We right. can beat them on the numbers. The thing that scares them is us, the left and right, coming together. Right. It's what terrifies them. It's terrifying them in Germany. It's happening in Germany. I know. It's starting to happen here. Some Black Lives Matter people in New York are getting together with MAGA people to protest against the racist vaccine passports. Right. Yeah. Of course, BLM, I mean, people on the left tend to use racist to mean, I don't like it. And so, right. But, you know, I'm not sure they're racist. I'm not sure they're a good idea. And I, I love seeing that MAGA and, and BLM come together. There should be a lot more of that. Yep. Parents, you know, this is really at a war. This is a this is a coup by the super elites to wipe out the elites and below. Right. I'm totally cool with it because BLM and Magnus blamma. So go give them a blam blam and get it done, folks. I'm in for it. <laughs> OK, thank you so much, guys. I hope this clears some things up. Spread this everywhere. Share it everywhere. And uh, we're going to take this country back. But it's up to us. And uh, I will peaceful. see you next time, guys. Go Keep ahead. Peaceful. Thank you, Mel. Okay, thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.